It's Thirsty Leo season! Did you drink water today? We know it's not August, but wherever we are, it's always Leo season. This is Colleen. And this is Eileen. And we are the Thirsty Leos. But don't worry, this podcast isn't just about us being Leos. Although it is what brought us together in a faraway country. Our podcast is about... Anime. Thirst. Creating content. Being Asian American woman. And just surviving through life. Hi guys, (gasps) welcome back to episode two of Thirsty Leo Season Podcast. Yay! What? I said it funny. I said podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Anyways, this is Colleen. Oh, and this is Eileen. And And we we are the Thirsty Leos. Okay, as you guys know from the previous episode, we are doing this remotely, so mm-hmm. um, it's, it doesn't really match up sometimes when we're trying to do the intro. And so that's it's what okay. makes Felt it good. sexy. Okay, other podcasters that's- will be in the same room. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Our connection is across the country, yes. across the globe. The Wi Fi, um, the Ethernet, no. the void. <laughs> that's where we belong. <laughs> That's where we belong. Um, so like we talked about in our previous episode um, on how we met, we met in our motherland, Taiwan. Today, we are going to be discussing why we moved to Taiwan in the first place from our respective countries, well, respective home homeland, hometown, <laughs> L.A. and Hawaii. Yes. Um, and we're just going to be discussing, like, why we moved to Taiwan, how it was like for us as ABCs, right, American-born mm-hmm. Taiwanese to move to a completely new country on our own will. Like, it wasn't forced (laughs) or anything. It wasn't for, like, school. It wasn't Mm -hmm. for a program. It was because we wanted what we wanted, right? Yes. And we're also going to be discussing where we are currently in life. Yes. So I'm really excited about this episode. We've been discussing it a lot. When we were in Taiwan together, we we had, like, countless conversations. Every single night was just this topic over and over again. And, it like, so many things brought us together, being Leo's, obviously, anime, obviously. But, like, this is – the reason why we wanted to make a whole episode for this is because how important these questions, these topics are to us and what brought us together. And that's what we're bringing here today. Yeah. And we kind of want to share with you guys what it was like. So, Eileen, do you want to start us off with telling us why you moved to Taiwan? What caused, what was that thing that was like, you were like, fuck it, I'm out, I'm going to Taiwan. You, you just said it perfectly. It was, it was actually, fuck it, I'm out, I'm going to Taiwan, deuces. The only difference being that it was the beginning of COVID, which, mm. which, oh, that that's a pretty much a context setter. So it was May. That's such a big trigger. Big, big trigger. So it was a, it was like April or March, right? When we kind of had like the COVID restrictions going down. And for me that I was in my senior year in college at, at college. <laughs> senior year at college at college. It was very stressful. But I did a lot of stuff there. A lot of clubs, a lot of works, uh, sorority, friends, normal college stuff. Um, we get it. You were popular. <laughs> lies. <laughs> But I wish, I wish, and um, I was, I, I, like any other senior person, was was wishing for a really nice exit out of my life, out of that right. stage of my life. I was planning for a career. I was looking at, I, was, I had some kind of job offers or job things going on. I was going for my degrees. Um, it was right at spring break when they're like, all right, no more for you guys. Go to spring break. Never come back. COVID is the king now. And also, 
fuck your graduation. <laughs> and so uh, because of COVID, I couldn't really afford rent anymore. And so I moved back in with my mm. mom and started immediately questioning my life. Right. <clears throat> right. And uh, and that led me to realizing I really didn't know who I was. I threw my entire personality and like goal setting into my work and my school wow. life and a lot of external mm. stuff. And I'm like, oh, I don't actually know who I am. I don't know what I right. like. I don't know who all this stuff. And uh, I remember just lying down in the room next over uh, and just like tears streaming down my face. I'm like, I got to run away. I got to go and find out who I am where no one can reach me. No one can talk to me. And it's just going to be me 24 <clears> seven. Right. Um, and I was like, I got to go to Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. Why Taiwan though? Like, why not like just some random ass country? Why, why Taiwan? Right. Uh, great question. Taiwan. Uh, I did a study abroad there previously for my Chinese major. Uh, and that summer that I spent there abroad was like probably the best time I had abroad ever. Um, Taiwan, like the food was amazing. The culture was amazing. And I'm also Taiwan, like American Taiwanese, right? So I was getting in right. touch with my culture, my language. There was family over there. It was just such a right. bright spot in my life. And so I'm like, well, that's mm. kind of a mini oasis for me. And so Taiwan was the natural answer. And and what will launch, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up quickly, but what launched was starting right. in May 2020, all the way uh -huh. up until I left for Taiwan in November, I was getting paperwork ready to get my uh, alien residency card, my NARC, getting a passport. Alien. You an alien. <laughs> I leaned the alien. Yeah. Was, <laughs> um, getting all the paperwork and, and stuff for that. So that was the paperwork of, of hell, which led me to visiting like the immigration agency every week when I was in Taiwan, which led me to meeting Dion, which led me to meeting Colleen. So that's kind of why I moved to Taiwan, how I did and how that brought me to meet Colleen. That's amazing. Thank you. Colleen. That's a good story. <laughs> me. Colleen. It's my turn my to love. share yes. why I decided to move my little ass to Taiwan. Please tell us. Um, so obviously I'm from LA. Good times, good vibes all around. I love LA. LA's my home. Woo. But when I was there, I just felt like there was like this sense of laid backness. I don't know oh. if that makes sense. Oh. But um, so I guess I got to back up a little if that's OK. Oh, yes. Um, so um, just like Eileen said, during COVID, I actually made a trip out to Taiwan with my family. Mm. And in that time, like COVID was starting, I just quit my job working at a boba shop. I was the manager there. I kind of quit um, because she I was going she was to very Taiwan. successful. She was very, <laughs> no. she was a boss, boss girl. <laughs> uh, obviously, my boss sucked ass, but um, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he did though. Okay, we won't even go there. Um, but um, I quit my job and then I was I was going to Taiwan. So I was like in that March period, March 2020, I was like, what if I like moved to Taiwan? Like Taiwan is like the food hub. There's so many yes. good food. There's go so many good shops. Um, my dream was always to open my own coffee shop. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I can go to Taiwan, maybe learn a few tricks, techniques, whatever. Mm. And then uh, something like that. So I was like planning to move to Taiwan already in March 2020. But because the pandemic started happening, COVID was crazy. Obviously, Taiwan was doing a really good job. But in America, it was lockdown, right? My parents went back first. They're like, just come back. If you want to go back to Taiwan again, go then. But first, come back to America. I was like, okay, okay, I'll go back. I went back to America. Literally, it was quarantine. It was lockdown, right? Home every single day with my parents. And like Eileen said, like she, like I was just so lost and I was so like, <sighs> 
what am I even doing with my life? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I personally did not see myself opening a business yet in America. And I also felt like I was not surrounded by the right people or just the right environment to be starting something yet. Mm, yeah. And so I was like, why don't I challenge myself to move to Taiwan to start a business in Taiwan first? Wow, yeah. Like if it goes well, I can move back to America with more money than I started off with jokes, by the way, <laughs> now that I look back on it, I'm like, Oh, what was I thinking? No, right? I um, love that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, so fast forward to like a month uh, before I moved, which I moved to Taiwan in December of 2020. I literally, me and my sister booked our flights a month before that. We were like, fuck it. We're leaving. Let's get out of this place. Hell yeah. And we just had like that kind of like determination to be like, we're going to be starting our own business. We told all our friends in America, we're going back to Taiwan to open a coffee shop. Mm. Everyone's like, yay. Yay. Um, So that is actually the main reason why I moved to Taiwan, COVID. And because I just didn't see my, I didn't, I didn't like where I was in my life at that time. I think Eileen can sort of relate as well. Dude, yeah, um, yeah. We both we both were just in that space where we're like, fuck it. Like, let's move to another country. Let's challenge ourselves to get uncomfortable so that we can find where we want to be, who we want to be. And for that, I just want to say we're so fucking brave for that. Yeah. I um, that And that, like I, like I said in the beginning, this brought us so close together. Because already right. meeting, like when I met English speaking ABCs like myself, like Dion, that was so cool. So cool. But but Colleen and Lorraine and I, and especially me and Colleen, like we connected so closely because we both were kind of crazy enough to leave our countries to chase our after our dreams. Uh, Colleen exactly. mentioned she wanted to open a boba shop, which immediately I was like, whoa, you are so cool. Like I admired that so much. I mean, just the just the the thank you the danza right, like the the guts to yes. go and and do that and to say that. And for me, also, I, that reminded me, right? I actually moved to Taiwan to find myself and immigration, but also I wanted to become an artist. Like I wanted Ooh. to. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> kind of sexy. <laughs> I wanted to. Oh my god, stop! No, I wanted to do like Twitch, and I wanted to do art shit, like basically complete removal from my academic gpa Mm. kind of lifestyle i wanted like you know what i'm just gonna do art and stream and but none neither of our dreams of immigrating and or starting business and immigrate or or moving and then becoming an artist um like really panned out exactly how we thought and right right yeah and we will go into that we will but that even the process of us like touching base like connecting with each other encouraging one another and also being vulnerable and like how we're struggling really brought us close together okay so now that we've discussed basically why we moved to taiwan <laughs> let us get into the nitty-gritty <laughs> how it was like living in taiwan <laughs> i to say on this topic but eileen do you want to start us off with how it was like moving to a whole new country for you i know for you eileen you you couldn't really speak Chinese. <laughs> sorry, this is not a diss at all, guys. I, I, um, Eileen, so I know that you're English. You, you're Chinese. You fucking suck, suck at Chinese. No, and it's still I'm sorry. That didn't. No, no, that didn't mean to be come out to be a diss. I was just saying. No. I know it was harder for you because you can speak Chinese like on a conversational level. Like no problem. I can go order my own stuff, right? And reading, I could read around fifty percent. Writing maybe worse but um i know eileen's good at reading though you're good at reading oh no oh <laughs> no. 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 
not me <laughs> it's like reading was like a bug and i was like oh my god get it off me <laughs> yeah uh that no. yeah how was that like oh shit i know yeah i know like even no actually sorry i'll let you share i'm stop dissing you because <laughs> you barely speak the language and you don't even have to read or write <laughs> I mean, she's right, though. I mean, I mean, there's no lie in that. Like, we, I think, uh, yeah, I, I went there. I did study Chinese in college, which was woo-woo, but it was only classroom Chinese. Woo-woo. <laughs> woo-woo. It was only classroom Chinese, and I did study abroad, like, twice. And I, I But mostly that was just drinking and stressing over tests. <laughs> like, facts. Facts, right? Facts. And and um, for, I think that what, what kind of is a wash over my entire experience was going at it from immigrating into the country i wasn't mm-hmm. just a, a tourist i wasn't just mm. a student having a fun time i had dark skin long hair looked very out of place and i was immigrating i was ta- i was like hi i'm yeah. taiwanese you know <laughs> and everybody's like okay word uh can you read this i'm like <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> no and and every every everywhere i went like it was it was the language barrier was just a struggle and and identity barrier was a struggle too and the right. the like i'm not really being accepted accepted per se in the society that i'm entering i'm kind of leaving my old society behind i still don't know who i am and yeah. um i'm feeling lonely and, and sad um so party you know party every day but right. uh i think that language is just one of the one of the shocks that we had because we both had been there before um right but it but the the main thing that we want to cover is living there and visiting there are two different things correct correct just like eileen said like me and her were like oh we've been to taiwan before like for me i've been there almost i've been to taiwan almost every year Mm -hmm. growing up just because you know grandparents family whatever Mm -hmm. and i was like bro taiwan like my it's like my second home like i got this yeah completely different story when you're actually moving to a whole new country like i said on our own will like you were mm-hmm. here for study abroad so you were here for actually a long period for of time a little for, bit but i mean like right. you were you were yeah. there like every single year like it i totally exactly. you saying like i want to open a business in taiwan absolutely banger makes sense yeah, yeah totally banger, makes sense right <laughs> uh moving here completely different story mm-hmm. i think that for me personally, when I first moved here, obviously it was very depressing. Quarantine, we uh, there was a mandatory quarantine for us, right? Because mm-hmm. COVID times. Yes. During those two weeks, it was just like so much going on in my brain and my thoughts. I was like, oh my God, is it a mistake moving here? What if I regret it? What if I fail? Like all these thoughts, right? So I, I had that kind of mentality, like going out into Taiwan. Wow. And it's like crazy because I felt like that depression kind of just followed me everywhere I went. Mm. Um, Going out to order things. Wow. I can't even express this. Like when you're on vacation, right? You act a little dumb. They kind of get mad at you. It's fine. Whatever. Loser. I'm leaving anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. Living here. Oh, my God. Like, for example, I'm just going to say a few examples. Like Mm. ordering something and I would be like, oh, Right? I'm sorry, I don't I can't read this. They their whole expression changes and their whole thing is like, are you fucking dumb? Like it felt like that. Like it felt like yeah. they were just saying, like, are you illiterate? Are you from the countryside? You stupid ass piece of shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure they didn't say it, but their faces and their tone. That's how like, it makes you feel. That's how exactly. it makes you feel. Like, yeah. Like 
their their tone was like, like you can't、yeah. read this. Are you you can't even read Zenzu Naita like boba milk tea? Like are、know. you stupid? And、um, <laughs> that was just what it was like for the first six months. Like in America, right? You go to a coffee shop, boba shop. How are you? How are you today? I'm like I'm good. good How are you? Right?、Yeah. Exactly.、Um, Taiwan. They could care less about you. They could care less about how you're doing. And I know, even though in America it's like obviously it's for like、uh, politeness, it's just our culture, right?、Mm-hmm. Taiwan, no culture like that.、Um, mm-hmm. And that was just some of the hardest things. Like, like even me going out to order food or to order boba to make myself happy because I had a shitty day. I was just faced with like criticism on why can't I read the most basic Chinese?、Yeah. Like those are the little things that we had to like face and we had to get through. Little tip though for those of you who are coming <laughs>、yeah. to Taiwan, sprinkle little English in there. Oh, they get they get a little they get a little starstruck. Oh, 美国人 American <gasps> they get so excited. I'm telling you right now, you sprinkle a little English, they're like their whole attitude changes right away. Wow, because when I first came here, right, I was trying to assimilate to my environment, <laughs> right, to my. Uh, community, I was like, okay, I only can speak Chinese, right?、Um, so then, and then I'll act a little stupid in hopes that they'll get, they'll understand. Like for example, right? Tsubuchi, wakambuto, right? Like really nice. That's like、um, an invitation. Like that's that's like you saying like, oh, sorry, you know. And then in in our、yeah. culture in America, it's like, oh yeah, okay, like let me help you, or like, oh okay,、yes. yeah, no worries. Like this、exactly. is what is right. It's like. Please be nice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>、yeah. No. Instead, okay. Another tip. Sorry. So two tips for those tips. of you who are coming to Taiwan.、Um, number one, sprinkle a little English. Sprinkle a little of your own、um, mother ling- mother tongue. Right. Number two, the meaner you are, the nicer they are. Oh shit. Like that's something that doesn't happen in America because in America it's like this. You're a bitch. Okay, I'm gonna be a bitch too.、Mm. But in Taiwan it's like this. If you're whoever asserts the more dominance. <laughs> like it's so fucked That's up. That's so true. It's true. It's, it's true. so true. So, for example,、oh, I'll be like, so for um, like for example, I got order right nowadays, and I'll be like, oh, I can't. I'm like, what type of shit? Come down, milk tea, and I'll they'll be like, milk tea, boba, and they'll be like, I'll read it for you. They're like, oh, what do you want? Like sugar level, ice level. I was like, damn straight. And if they're even meaner, what you do is you. In Chinese, we call "shonghuiqi," like、wow. angry back. Like you just、wow. get more angry back, and they're like, and then they'll like kind of, they'll bow their heads and they'll be nice to you.、Um, yeah. So this was like the biggest culture shock for me because, like I said, in America, like that's not who I was, right? Like、mm. I felt like I was becoming so mean in Taiwan because that's just how people are here, you know. Like I have to be mean for people to respect me, and. Sorry, this is like kind of onto a no. Trail, don't like, please, please. Thank you. Please. Okay, like I just felt like I was changing into someone that I wasn't、mm. because in America it's all about respect. It's all about you know like treating others the way you want to be treated, right? Right. And here it was like I felt like I had to become an evil version of myself just so people would respect me, just、wow. so people wouldn't get mad at me, and. Obviously, I had to deal with like just accepting that because this was the culture here, and it's not like which culture is right, which culture is wrong, right? Definitely not. Like, I'm definitely not bashing Taiwanese culture on that.、Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this was、mm-hmm. ha- what I had to do to survive, and I felt like I was abandoning who I was and、wow. becoming someone else, dude.、Wow. Um, so th- yeah, that was a little hard to accept at first, but. Honestly, I'm learning a little bit more things. Of course, I would love to sprinkle a little English instead of getting mad at people. 
But in the case that they do get mad at you, you have to stand up for yourself. Because if you don't and you act stupid or you act nice, they will step on you even more. Dude. Yeah, that's just like one of the wow. biggest things like that, that I had to deal with. Yeah, when yeah. I remember when you were when you were kind of realizing that too, you're like, I, I don't want to yeah. become a mean person. I remember that. And, yeah. And for me, like I'm so many steps away from that because my Chinese isn't that good and I kind of already look foreign. So even being mistaken for local if it would happen, it would just kind of be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. And then they'd be like, oh, oh, oh. So I think so many, I think many times people were rude to me or whatever, but I didn't even, I didn't even pick up because there's just so much anxiety that I had just talking to people. Mm, so it was just like, yeah. you know, I'm sure people were being mean to me left and right, but I just, I didn't, I couldn't understand if they're being mean to me. Mean to me. <laughs> and, but, but when you said like, you felt like it was changing who you were and stuff, like something I didn't even think about until now was like, whenever I was in Taiwan, I never really walked with my head very high. Um, mm -hmm. it was just kind of always low, like physically sure, but it was just, I was always ex expecting to be, it was just always this thing of, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Like, right. like, you know, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry. And so you just, you just keep your head a little lower and like, you always know yeah. that, that no matter what it is, ordering food or whatever, there's just, it's just going to be a little bit harder. And I think that that really impacted my self-confidence and my esteem and, and fuck, like, I, I think I've kind of, <laughs> I think I, I've kind of already lived my life battling with that stuff, but then battling yeah. with that in a, a different culture with a different, like even cultural language too. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's something that, that kind of outlines this is that like those things don't, like we're talking about them now, but they don't really change who we are. We're just, we're just becoming fluent in the different languages, this different societal languages. Like in like in not not like the spoken language but you know just the implicit language like we are fluent in the american language of customer service right. nice being right. honest and straightforward and being very you know and then now you are very very fluent in the taiwan societal language which is mm. you have to be you have to really stand up for yourself right. and you have to do this right. and so it's not changing who you are like you're you're just yeah. becoming more assimilating resilient. into yeah into this culture that you crack the code um yeah <laughs> I did crack the code. Yeah. So thank God I cracked the code. I mean, <laughs> or else I'm still, I wouldn't even be here right now. I'm crying oh. every day. Um, yeah. So like moving here in the beginning was just so hard for me. Like I remember I, I, I couldn't even leave the house and I would just stay holed up in my home. And that was honestly also bad because mentally I was going crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Staying home, no job, no friends, like, no public association with anybody mm. like I kind of got stuck in that place it was just like I was stuck with my own thoughts and it was really unhealthy I realized that going out helped a little bit but honestly going out in itself was just another factor of anxiety and depression um I think I read somewhere um on this vlog and it was like um this person was talking about how in Taiwan like it's so rushed, right? It's so busy. You're on the metro. Everyone is going somewhere. It's crowded. Everyone is just um, there. And this person was saying that, like, she found it hard for herself to go out because she felt like everyone um, on the streets had a purpose in where they were going, right? Wow. Everyone's walking fast-paced. Everyone has their head held high. They all know where they're going. They're all headed there. And for me... When I first moved to Taiwan, honestly, I had that dream, right, where I, I wanted to open the coffee shop. But slowly, it felt like that dream was getting further and further away. And therefore, I felt like my purpose was also 
running along with that dream and it was like slowly disappearing and so going out and seeing everyone have a purpose everyone have their head held high and me just there like i'm like what am i even doing here in taiwan i think that added to the anxiety so much more and i just didn't even want to go outside i didn't want to go out to see these people i didn't want to go out to see let other people see me i felt Mm, ashamed wow and so yeah like there was a lot of those like mental health things that like I was battling with a lot so much so that I had to I actually went to therapy mm. and just so I could like get my head cleared um and I'm so happy to say that I'm like in a better place now thank god but um yeah like that's just that's just what it was like moving to a new country I can't even imagine how hard it was for Eileen you were by yourself like I had my sister at least mm. you know so it was like Okay, at least if I wanted to go out and eat, like I had someone to go with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Eileen, like, how is that like by yourself moving to a new country? Because I don't think people talk about it enough. Like, I think it would be if that's okay with you, like to oh share. Oh my god, a bit, I would like, love how to. It was, no. like, yeah, by I, yourself. You thank know? you for that. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I again, like, I I think both of our both of our stories have such different facets in it. Like, we're both ABC. We're both we're we both have some kind of understanding of the language. And yet, like, we're both so similar and both so different. Like, you came with a sibling. I came alone. We both came for different reasons to start a business, whatever. But like, wow, I just uh, I just love talking about this stuff. And I I just want to say because we haven't said this at all in the podcast, but like, we love Taiwan. I just want to be sure, yes. like, we love Taiwan. Yes, we do. We, <laughs> we, do. we do love Taiwan. This, but, there, but yes. just as much as we love Taiwan, like, these perspectives, like, like you said, we wish people would talk about this more because there also is something on social media and just in general where it's like going to a foreign country and just kind of like wrecking, like, romanticizing, like go, romanticizing the travel culture, which is fine because it's usually from a tourist perspective, but, um, but talking about the real experiences that people of the cultures and in this like kind of Asian American AAPI like diaspora and our experiences and and how we relate to that I think it's great and that's what we're here to do so um thank you for that there was that metro scene that you described where everyone is just getting on and getting off and has a purpose and you you felt like you had no direction I completely understand that and that is something I I still feel to this day I don't know Mm -hmm. why I thought this but for some reason when I was in that room a year ago basically I was like I'm gonna go to Taiwan and I'm gonna fix myself and I thought that that I would find a purpose and I would find direction just right. by moving myself. I'm back. Right. I learned a lot, but I still feel directionless. Mm. <clears throat> and um, and that even I remember what you're talking about, just going out to eat and going out. Um, I remember that for the first like whole week I was landed in Taiwan out of quarantine. I was doing the seven day health management I pretty much couldn't really eat anything. Um, not because I wasn't hungry, not because I didn't understand that Taiwan has amazing food, but I just, I was too scared to talk to anyone. All I could manage to do was go to the 7-Eleven and get tea eggs because like, that's what I knew how to eat. <laughs> I knew how to, I, oh I knew it was 10, 10 yuan, quiet, 10, 10, yeah. 10, 10 uh-huh. and I knew $10. how to get it and I knew mm-hmm. that it was minimal interaction and so I just pretty much ate that. And for a whole week? I think maybe it was like maybe maybe four days five days or something but baby it was it was was, like i just met me earlier dude it's actually really cool how like i came in there in november and you came in there in there in december and we met each other like that was really february february we met each other in february so we did spend three months of loneliness by ourselves but um but it was getting us ready to make the friendship of a lifetime um exactly but yes it was it was hard hard stuff um is there anything else you want to add to this lovely 
lovely oasis of loneliness. I just, I just do want to say like, yeah, like we, I feel like we should talk more, like we should normalize how moving to a new country can get really hard in the beginning. Cause like in, when I was in America, I was planning myself, I was planning to get myself situated within a month and then starting my business right away. Jokes on me. Uh, no business to this day. I've been here for 11 months. <laughs> no business. That uh, laugh. That laugh was everything. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So I just wanted to say, like, give yourself time to, like, like normalize it. Like, give yourself time to, like, get situated. Because I also feel like because I had those expectations on myself, like, I have to open a business within a month. Right. Um it just put me in a worse headspace, right? Number one, I was trying to get situated to the culture. Number two, I was trying to get situated with my own mental health. Number three, I had those expectations like, girl, where you at? It's been two months. Where your business at? I'm like, I, I was, I, w- I would say I was partly at fault for like my own anxiety and my own um, struggles, you know? I couldn't even think of the business because I was, I, I had to take care of myself first. <sighs> Because if I didn't, like, imagine me starting a business, like, two months in when I, I was getting berated by all these Taiwanese people thinking I was illiterate, right? Like, oh. I think that would have been bad vibes, too, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. the customers coming in, they'd be like, this bitch, not okay, right? Oh um, so, yeah, like, I kind of just want to say, like, normalize giving yeah. yourself time to, like, take care of yourself first and to, like, put yourself first. Like, give yourself the time that you need. Yeah. Because for me, I feel like I'm finally able to say that I've, come out of that depression stage of like not wanting to go out like not wanting to meet anyone not being able to take the metro the bus whatever all that kind of jazz but there are still days where it gets hard and i'm just Mm. like what am i even doing here and yeah i just wanted to also say yes yo that oh no no yeah one sorry you're saying normalize it and like There's another huge thing about this. We're talking about culture shock, and yet both of us have been in Taiwan before. I know that we've kind of touched on this. Exactly. But, like, specifically even in what I studied in college, I studied – I was always, like, that, like, multi – like, multicultural, like, multi-perspective ethno-relative bitch. I was like, oh, culture shock has, like, six stages, this, 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 this. And this is what it looks like, and this is how you experience it. And so for some reason, I thought that I would be immune to it. Like, even though I – like, even though I'd been in Taiwan before or I'm like, I'm like, I'm Asian. I, you know, I understand like cultures are different and shit like that. Like, exactly. um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a experience and share your it stories and, and listen to other stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly what Eileen was saying. Like back in America, I was like, oh my God, I'm like the most Asian. I can go out there, <laughs> speak Chinese to the servers. I can even mm. read Nyolo Mian, you know, Boba Milk Tea, you know. Oh, that's all you need. Got nothing That's on all me, you need. Right? Chinese, those two words. <laughs> Nyolo Mian. Exactly. So <laughs> I was like, I also felt words. the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is why I said Eileen didn't speak Chinese in the beginning. Uh, yeah. I just she went, no you thought no cap that was <laughs> these are the receipts that I was waiting for um I'm just kidding um but yeah so like yeah like even me as a girl that spoke Chinese like that was so hard and like people here I want to bring this up real quick people here push me without saying sorry or excuse me okay that's oh. one thing that I just have to like bring up for me I'm a small girl I'm five feet so cute five feet on a good day <laughs> Wait, I you're not. On a good wait, day. oh, what's a bad day? <laughs> bad day is like my real height, but oh, yeah. every day is oh. a good day. 
Oh, I t- I thought you. My real height. Oh, okay, no, right, right. Like, I'll I'll say it. I'll say it. I'm four eleven and three fourths inches. Okay. You're so cute. So I'm very small, right? And people here push and shove. Not even push and shove. Like I'm walking on the street, people will bump into me, not say sorry, not say excuse me. People won't even open the doors for you here. Like, okay, I'm I'm understanding that that's just a culture thing now. I'm literally right behind them. They'll just slam the door in my face. Okay, <gasps> rude, right? Yeah, I noticed that. Sorry, right? you, you just you just triggered an, a unical member memory for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And people here, the, I think it's just the culture, right? It's like, just culture. No, no hate. Yeah, yeah no hate. Yeah, yeah. But that was so hard for me to get situated or get get familiar with because in America it's like you open the door thank you have a lovely day right or you walk into a coffee shop like I said hey how are you um people bunt you oh I'm so sorry or people need to get through excuse me right hmm. none of none of those words exist in Taiwan wow uh but honestly I kind of get it in LA we're a very chill city right it's not very city, city bustling because I heard mm. in New York it's like this right probably right. I don't know probably I don't really fa- know New York. maybe faster <laughs> faster more busy busy fast paced fast yes. Pa- yes and yeah I kind of get it um so that's just that was like one of the hardest things for me to get situated with too it, it's yeah. just like little stuff right these are all little things like if somebody doesn't hold a doorbell for me it's not like a travesty but it adds to on top of everybody thinking that you're dumb and thinking and questioning exactly. or whatever it just exactly. adds to the whole like oh this is shitty you know yeah exactly exactly yeah. and oh also another thing is like when you move to a new country like the most bare minimum things the most simple things that i could get done in america in like an hour <gasps> oh. i probably have to spend five oh. or six days oh. to get yeah to get it <sighs> accomplished to get it completed i know eileen i know eileen has a lot of experience I, and a lot of trauma from this oh. <laughs> um but i'll say an example real quick first like for example making a bank account in taiwan went to the bank y'all six times in Two, in the span of two weeks just so I can make a bank account not even like oh because I was depositing money or anything just to create one I went to the bank six times in a week in a span of two weeks and just because it was like every time oh sorry you didn't bring this document oh sorry uh you don't read Chinese uh okay we we'll have to get someone to help you like oh <laughs> that's hard for someone to get someone I'm to help so you guys sorry. work here so sorry and she has an ID she's a citizen you are a citizen tax paying right. kind of girl person <laughs> yeah okay she's she's an id card yes and they treat yes. her dude yes i know eileen has do you want to share a story or do, do we, you want to share something i do i do want to <laughs> so colleen here colleen colleen beautiful beautiful girl great girl Thank and her you. sister both have ids they're real people real humans we're not aliens not like aliens i'm I'm an alien. I understand that. I oh, my head's so low. Guess what? I I basically have the amount of rights as like a pea, a, a little pea pod. <laughs> like it, the entire pre-planning to get to Taiwan involved. It started from like March 2020 all the way up until November. Right. Every single like month or day was just paperwork, blood, sweat, right. tears. Working with the office, and they will exactly. They'll not tell you what you're missing. They'll be like, oh, sorry, yeah. you don't have this. Mm. Like they love saying that. <laughs> like this they needs to be notarized oh they can't be oh oh you this yeah. oh, and so and then yeah six months even going into taiwan so i was there in november and then for the first six months was like every week was going to the national immigration agency and they're like i'm sorry you have to go here you have to go here you have to get this notarized you have to get this translated this can be translated and then notarized oh this notary we don't really accept sorry yeah. this oh you, ca- you can't really read oh 
okay, I guess we're gonna have to help you. <laughs> you can't really read. Yeah, Ew. exactly. Like, oh, we have to find someone that can help you. I'm like, oh. isn't that your fucking job? But like, I oh. understand. Like, you need to get a chance or whatever. But it's just like it's so. It, I mean, I also it is Asia. It's a homogenous country culture country. So they don't have like interpreter laws that we do in America and like all these other things that we have in America because we're we're a little bit more like diverse. But it's fucking hard to do anything to to do yeah. i couldn't to open a bank account i changed my phone number i think six four five how many times in taiwan because i couldn't i didn't crazy. even have like the amount of rights to like <laughs> get a yeah. new or not rights i didn't have the card to get like a, a real <laughs> phone number uh it, it was basically I, I seemed like the most like like scandalous shady person ever because i was changing my phone number all the time and yeah dude it was selling, really stressful selling organs <laughs> yeah. selling organs yeah it really was like yeah and like like for example like even though taiwan is so convenient right 7-eleven you could basically do anything you get can. packages sell an organ bills, oh. yeah. sell, <laughs> sell an organ do whatever you want right but at the same time it's also very difficult because taiwanese have their own way of doing things which is mm -hmm. which is understandable right mm, new country right. yeah so for example like we we usually buy our stuff on amazon they don't have amazon here Okay, now I have to download a new app called Shopee to like buy everything I need. The app is all in Chinese. How am I supposed <laughs> to read what I need? And then even like searching for things, I have to find the translation and then search and Ooh. then like, search. You know or like I mean? or like you want to order a one thing like okay cardboard or I don't know a helmet like or something yeah. something random in English. It's just mm -hmm. small things like what is it in Chinese? And so I look it up on Google Translate. Oh, that's the mainland definition. What do they call it in Taiwan? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to have to yeah, exactly. figure it out. Um, so yeah, just little things that really add up to make the experience way harder yes. <laughs> than, than, than we thought it was going to be. Because like, obviously, me and Eileen didn't come to Taiwan thinking it was going to be roses and rainbows and sunshines, right? We yeah. knew it was going to be hard. I think for us, it was just like, we didn't expect it to be this hard. We didn't expect it to be like this challenging to just even go outside doing the bare minimum things. The most simple everyday life things was going to be like this hard. And so, yeah, obviously we're still growing from that. Like I am at least because I'm yes. still here. Yes. I'm still learning every day on how I can improve things. Like I said, the English little sprinkle of English. Mm. I literally learned that last month. Wow. Two months ago. And, and it changed my life, obviously. But. Like I, I'm still learning on these little culture things that I can pick up to like kind of like it's like I got like a loophole, you mm. know, kind of like to make it easier. Yeah, yeah, make mm -hmm. it easier for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, th like you said, you're still in Taiwan and I'm here. So, so those are kind of the things that we learned there. But like going, going from there to here, I think I could start off with why I moved back to America. Do and. I promise it's not because Taiwan got the best of me. <laughs> no, um, because I. She got sick of me, and she's like, "I need to leave this bitch real quick." She's like, "No, it, no, never." I. No, no, <laughs> no, no. No, it 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 was a really hard decision to come back to America. It was so hard to leave it to move to Taiwan. It was so hard to come back. It, but the the reasons pretty much dilated too. Um, oh, first of all, just to kind of cover a little bit of what we were doing so we, we didn't immigrate to taiwan i eventually got my card um but colleen and i both kind of just did like gig work like i did english teaching slash babysitting colleen um you did like some english, english teacher english teacher which is kind of like the, yes. the default job that you get as an as a native american speaker but 
yes. things weren't really weren't really taking off for me in the art department. I was streaming, I was having a good time, but the biggest game changer was vaccines becoming available in the United States. Uh, Ooh. Sing it, baby. Pfizer. <laughs> I came. Moderna. Johnson and Johnson. A Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Was ma- was vaccines, and so after like a long phone call with my family, they they were calling me all the time, really, really wanting me to come back home. And and the thing is, I needed to stay in Taiwan for a whole year to get my ID to be considered right a person, <laughs> like like Colleen would have is. Um, I needed to stay there for a whole year and then get my national ID card. So I was ready to get locked and loaded. And that's why I told Colleen and Lorraine every day, I'm not leaving. This bitch, this bitch would be like, guys, guys, I'm not, I'm not planning. I was like, hold my hand, hold my hand. Yeah, yeah, legit. (laughs) She's like, guys, look at me. Look at me. Do not leave me, guys. Breathe. (laughs) Breathe. Tell me why I had the... The, the gullibleness to be like my baby's not leaving we're gonna be here together we're gonna go through things together i believe don't it. even talk to me no okay okay don't even talk to me. <laughs> we're ending Whatever. the podcast right here i'm so mad I, genuinely i did not think that i was gonna be leaving and everyone left like yeah. the employers that employed us to teach english left my employers left job work was down uh, everybody all the foreigners were leaving and i'm like i'm not gonna be yeah, fucking oh. one of them yeah 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 because this was the time that taiwan actually had an outbreak we were doing so well for like mm-hmm. i remember it was like 300 days zero cases I was like dope that's Perfect. actually one of the main reasons why we moved to taiwan yeah sorry a little back oh yeah because taiwan was actually doing so well. yeah we actually <laughs> never mentioned it taiwan I, I, was doing really well yes it, it was and one of the safest countries with one of the exactly. best infrastructure life was yeah. normal clubbing bars parties ktv you name it organs uh yeah like taiwan was super safe and they're still doing such an amazing job obviously covid is something that is inevitable i feel so at that time it was may may of 2021 uh there was an outbreak some stupid ass pilot went to visit like a tea house he spread it to all the women there Ugh, men <laughs> anyway sorry so that's how the outbreak it, happened it was it was just it was there was an outbreak in may and uh it was shit storm and so yeah basically i came back for the vaccines um i thought i could come back to the states and make some money for a little bit i didn't even know if i'd be going back to taiwan or kind of like going to the next thing but it, it was the hardest decision ever to leave because i was even though it took took me so long oh that <laughs> even though it took me so long to like ex- to move into taiwan i'm like yo and even as i was packing my things i'm like i hope i'm not making the biggest biggest mistake of my life yeah and we'll Uh, never know the answer to that (laughs) i definitely understood why eileen had to leave you know like honestly like i i'm like i'm not gonna be the reason why you stay right and obviously i was not the reason why you stayed (laughs) you should have been but segue Colleen is still there. Colleen, my love, tell us. Yes. Why did you stay without me? Why don't you follow me? Shut the me? fuck up. You left. <laughs> Why don't you follow me? You, prom- you I- promised me you would stay with me. I have yeah. a bunk okay. bed here. You could. Oh, wait. Where's L- Lorraine going to stay? <laughs> I have a couch. Okay, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, during that time, COVID was getting really bad. Um, but like I said, I felt like COVID was inevitable, right? Even though America had vaccines, everything was going back to normal. 
it's not like COVID just kind of said, oh, you guys got vaccine. I'm going to leave now. Right. Like right. COVID still is still real. Still bitch. Yeah. And yeah, still a bitch. Uh, that bitch needs to leave. Anyways. So I felt like I also felt like even if I did go back to America, like I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. And Honestly, it was like also, like I said, a lot of expectation on myself on opening a coffee shop. Right. I told all my friends back oh, at home, this is I'm going to open a coffee shop. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Like, you got this. And I'm so grateful for their support. But I also felt like that unspoken expectation on me. Like, oh, you're back already and you didn't do anything. I'm pretty sure my friends don't think that about me. But it's my own insecurity mm-hmm. talking when it's mm-hmm. like. Okay, Colleen, you told everyone back at home you were going to open something. And what have you done? Um, that's just for me. That's just for I my understand, personal. I understand. Yeah, yeah not, not, not you. Um, but So then, like, that was my own struggle. And honestly, I did get over that thinking. I was like, you know what? As long as I have my friends and family to support, like, that's all I need. It doesn't matter, right, if I open something or not. But I also felt like at the same time, like, what I wanted to do in Taiwan was not finished yet. I felt like... I may or may not have opened my own business here. Like that, that's still like something uncertain in my own future that I haven't decided on yet. But the growth that I saw in myself when I was by myself, when I was lonely, mm-hmm. when I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. and the way I had to push myself mm-hmm. in motivating myself, right? No friends here, no family here. I had to push myself to do the things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like that growth was something that I could not get back at home. Just because there's also a lot of distractions back at home, right? Oh, Friends yeah. asking you to hang out, you know, like, and I'm grateful for that. But I felt like this was the perfect season for me to yeah. be by myself. This is your time, alone. your space, your exactly. growth, and your, exactly. yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, and I liked that growth. Yeah, I, I will say that part of the reason why I moved to Taiwan was for this growth. And I just felt like that growth wasn't finished yet. Mm. So I kind of wanted to stick it out for maybe another year to see how where it takes me. Yeah, yeah, to see where it takes me. So obviously, I was really sad when Eileen left me. <sighs> um, <laughs> don't talk to me right now. Um, but I, I completely supported her. And I was like, you do you. And honestly, that's why I roped her in with this podcast. So <laughs> um, yeah. Yo, this podcast is, has given us and like answered and like allowed for us to reflect on so many things like it's really nice right. this is exactly. a great I think, exactly <laughs> i think it's allowed for you to reflect on your time here yeah. and also for me to reflect like whoa how far i've come too um because yeah. sometimes like it's just so easy to forget like where like look at the growth that you and i both have achieved just by moving here by ourselves like what like Sheesh. i think that's that's also such a big achievement for us to dwell on you know, like, even though we may not be where we want to be, like, we did that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We did that. And it's still going. You're still in Taiwan. And honestly... You're still going too, baby. Thank you. And, like, we both we both have so much admiration for each other. And it doesn't matter where you are, Colleen. Like, I, I believe that even if you went back to the States, even if you went somewhere else, or you stay in Taiwan, like, something special about us and people like us is that we're just going to keep on going like it's not we're not saying that it's gotten any easier you know we were depressed right. and sad in taiwan yo we're still we still are that didn't fix it <laughs> we still are I depression just, check check anxiety check loneliness check exactly. <laughs> podcast check um hey at least we we're making making a podcast out of our trauma and right? we can document this yeah and be like yeah. yo 
sad and then when we're like maybe five years down the line we're like oh shit we're still sad but hey we're doing we're doing something we're doing something right oh oh did you see this match did you just hear us match there's a slight lag on my end so there was a complete syncness in mine magic okay yeah but yeah so yeah i'm just where where were we what were we talking about oh (laughs) where where we are in our lives so yeah yeah, i'm still in taiwan teaching english clearly Mm. that's not why i came to taiwan for um but honestly like eileen said for native speakers that is the only thing that can make us money Because working minimum job, minimum wage job is only like five dollars USD. By the yeah. way, guys, and we couldn't even on it. Well, I mean, maybe you could, but I I couldn't even hack it. Like a minimum wage, like actual like seven eleven job or whatever. Or I'm not sure if that's minimum wage, but it's just no. I couldn't. We're, yeah, I couldn't. And yeah, that works for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's also a daily struggle for me personally that like. It's like I'm an English teacher now, but obviously I didn't come to Taiwan to be an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, but honestly, that's the only thing that makes me money right now. Like, how am I supposed to pay rent? Like, I can't be making coffee on the streets paying rent, you know? <laughs> so, like, it's like a struggle, too, where it's like, dude, did I come to Taiwan just to be an English teacher? And so, like, that's just what I'm currently struggling with right mm-hmm. now. Um, honestly, this podcast has brought me a lot of joy. Um I'm focusing a lot more on my social media platforms. For example, YouTube vlogging. I upload a video every two weeks now. Yes. Where in the past, I didn't put myself on a schedule and that was bad. Um, but now that I have things to look forward to, like mm. I'm really excited about it because I know that in America, I could never start a podcast because it's just like, not like time consuming, but like it takes a lot of uh, commitment to do that. Mm. And I'm glad that I could do it here in Taiwan with my bestie, Eileen Draws. Um, you know that she has no life in America, so she can help. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You have a life. No, I was joking. No, sorry. That's true. There's that was really absolutely not, dude. No, that was stop. I love you. Stop it. That's a good point. No, I was actually gonna bring that up because you said no, no. You said something that was no. You said something that was surprising, which is that I couldn't start this podcast in America um, because I would have no time commitment. I was like, oh how you and i have handled our lives are very different like i haven't seen or hung out with anyone since i got back like i maybe one time i went out i haven't touched i touched grass i touched grass maybe two times (laughs) two times (laughs) two times (laughs) i like two times a month maybe if i'm lucky like i go out of the house (laughs) if i'm lucky guys i uh no no because like it like Colleen, I, I admire her for so many reasons, but also like she would come back to America and then like be an amazing friend and then be an amazing daughter and then be be the pretty much like do her life, you know. But for me, I've just avoided everyone. Like I'm just like I'm not in the space, I'm not in the place, I'm not in the whatever. People have DM me like, "Are you back in Hawaii?" And I'm like, I just don't. I mark mark on red. I don't perceive me. That's really brave. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> and they'll find this podcast and go. <laughs> they'll be like. You're telling me she's been back for four months. This bitch has not responded. Oh, I should mention. Um, sorry, we're talking. This is related to what we're talking about. We're moving, but or moving on. I'm trying to go to Seattle now. Is this me just avoiding my long-term issues and trying to solve them by moving to a different geographical location? No. Never. We don't do things like that We don't that do here. things like that. 
it's definitely not what I did with Taiwan. No, I'm I'm working on stuff, and um, but no, I'm very proud of you for that, because I feel like honestly, I feel like moving is such a hard thing, and I and I know we all have our reasons, right, for running. Oh, or not <laughs> running to um, running to something running to something exactly i feel like we're not running away we're running towards something that we can see in ourselves right i'm pretty sure we're not that dumb to be like let's run away to taiwan to move to a Dude, coffee shop without yeah even mm. the slightest possibility right yeah all all, so, all um, bits aside like i like we are running to something and I, it's just we're we're trying to figure out where our next chapter is and right now Colleen's chapter is in Taiwan for me I'm trying to still figure it out and this whole thing of us chasing our dreams discovering who we are following both of those things has brought us together it still is here and it, it will tie us together for a long time and that's why we that's why we made this podcast so exactly exactly so yeah like that's pretty much where what the reason why we moved to taiwan what -hmm. it was like of course there are obviously millions of stories that we will probably bring up in the future Mm -hmm. just how traumatizing it was (laughs) we're just gonna be like talking about anime and then oh my god all of a sudden like Like, all of a sudden trigger from that oh 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 my god (laughs) oh my god my eyes my brain and then yeah so we'll probably just share with guys yeah Um, yeah because i feel like the point of this podcast is to share with you guys what it was like for us and if anyone out there has the similar experiences for us to just be like joining hands and being like enjoying hands take my hand take my hand breathe (laughs) and cry Uh, no, wonderfully said. And uh, but but that's not all of our podcasts. It's just not all of our podcasts is going to be exactly. We exactly. also <laughs> starting starting the next episode. My friends, my thirsty friends, Hi. we Hi. are going to be starting the anime portion anime of Thirsty portion. Leo season. Thank you, guys. We did not forget. We kind of just wanted to show you guys who we are yes. before we jump in, yes. so that you don't think we're just two crazy bitches talking thirsty. We are, but people. yes. <laughs> we have we have a heart. We've been through shit too. Okay, we can thirst wh- after whoever we want. Okay, but even if they didn't um, know that, we deserve to thirst. Yes, we deserve um, to thirst. Next podcast, we will be talking. We will finally be diving into anime, which uh, I am so excited for. Uh, I mean, dude. I did. I'm obsessed. Dude, I'm I I started the habit today where I began, as I watch anime episodes that we're going to be covering, I've recorded voice memos just for me to, like, keep that juicy juice in my mind of the rage, the thirst, <laughs> the hate, or the whatever that I feel. So Love. it will be ready for this lovely podcast exactly. and for you guys to listen to. Yeah. So we're excited for you guys to join us on this journey. Um, and we hope to see you guys next episode next where episode. we dive into. Don't forget to drink water, but stay thirsty as well. Drink so water, don't drink but water, thirsty. but don't be hydrated by any means. <laughs> Just enough to be thirsty, guys. A sip, an hour. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.